Okay, sometimes in the Bible there are good lessons, right? There are good lessons. You just did last week who? Gideon. Gideon. Is that a good lesson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. He did real good, didn't he? Two things he did, what? Right. And what did he do next? He made food for Jesus and then Jesus lit it on fire. Is that the same stuff? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and what did he do next? Before that. Oh. No. He tore down the statue. Yeah. Oh, in the yeah. middle of the night, and they were like, we're going to kill him. And, and his dad was like, why don't you just let your God do it if your God is so cool? So, he cut down the grove, right? A bunch of trees, got an axe, cut them all down, burned them all up, got rid of Baal, all right? Now at the end of his life, uh, chapter 8, read verse 22. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy sons also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And verse 23. Oops, 23 verse, chapter 8. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Alright, so they came to Gideon and said, You did a good job, why don't you be king? And Gideon said, What? No. No, no king. And my son's all. Or my sons either, right? We are not going to be kings. And what was the idea of the book of Judges? When people needed help from God, he, he picked us out who he wanted, and that's the person who's going to help. And in this case, it was Gideon. And then that was it, all right? He's not a king. He just helped when they needed help. And so they said, well, we're going to make him you our king. He said, no, I don't want to be king. Now we're going to meet somebody who is a bad lesson. Can you learn from a bad lesson? Yes. You bet you can. We all need to pay attention to bad lessons because it teaches us what? What not to do. What not to do. Alright? Now, we got a lot of reading. This is a long chapter, all right? So instead of reading from person to person, um, and there's a whole bunch of names in here that are hard to read. So I'm going to read section, and I'm going to ask you questions when I get done, and you're going to give me the answers, okay? okay? So follow along. Pay attention. Here we go. 
And Abimelech, the son of Zerubbabel, went to Shechem unto his mother's brother and communed with them and with all the family of the house and his mother's father, saying, I speak to you in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether is it better for you, either that all the sons of Zerubbabel, which are three score and ten persons, reign over you, or that one reign over you. Remember also, I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's brethren spake of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem, all these words, and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, he's our brother. They gave him threescore ten pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Bareth, wherewith with Abimelech hired vain and light persons which followed him. He went to his father's house at Ophrah, slew his brethren of the sons of Zerubbabel, being threescore and ten persons upon one stone. Notwithstanding, yet Jossim, the youngest son of Zerubbabel, was left, for he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together, and all the house of Milo went and made Abimelech kick the king by the plain of the pillar which was in Shechem. All right. Who is Abimelech? The son of He's Who is he? Who's Abimelech? Who is he? He's the king. He's made king by Shemitites. Who is he? The son of who? Son of who? Zerubbabel. Who's Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel is Gideon. It's a name that they gave to Gideon. They called him Zerubbabel, or you smashed Baal. That's what it means. All right. And so Gideon has a son. Matter of fact, how many sons does Gideon have? Three score and ten. You know how much that is? What's the score? The score is 20. So three score is 60 plus 10 is 70. All right, so he's got 70, how many sons? 70. No. Seven. Three score and seven, so 70. How come it's 71? Because Abimelech. Abimelech is also his son. However, Abimelech has another mother. And that's what makes him different from the rest of them. And his mother lives in Shechem. So he goes to Shechem and says what? He says, you can let all 70 of my half-brothers rule over you, or I can be your ruler. Which would you rather have? By the way, I'm related to you. They aren't. All right? Now tell me what's wrong with that statement. What's wrong with that statement? We just read it. Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. 
So the 70 sons of, of Gideon said, we will not rule over you. Abimelech says, they're ruling over you. So Abimelech is number one. He's a liar. He's telling lies. That's not true. All right, right? He said, they're 70 of them are going to rule over you. Gideon said, no, we're not going to rule over you. So he's a liar. What's the next thing he does? Becomes king. What does he do? He kills his brothers. All right, he kills how many? 69. One got away and his name was Jotham. We'll come to him in a minute. So he kills 79 of his half-brothers. What else does he do? I'm going to have to make you read. You're not paying attention when I'm reading. What did he do? He hired a bunch of people. He hired a bunch of useless scum. Where did he get the money? Who's that? You ever heard the name Baal before? Oh, yeah. Baal was the one that Gideon chopped down the trees and burned everything up. So here's a, in Shechem, there's a temple to Baal. And they say, we'll give you some money from Baal. So he takes Baal money. Alright, from the idol he takes the money that they've stored there and he hires a basically an army. So how's this guy doing so far? Dad. He's pretty well if he's trying Pretty well as What's the main point of judges? Jerusalem turns away from God, and then God sends someone to help them, and then they turn away from God again. Okay, so God picks who's going to do it. Did God pick him? No. No. So the point is that he's not supposed to say, hey, I'm king now, look at me. He's a liar. Because he accuses them, then he kills them all, takes money from the Baal treasury, hires an army, says, I'm king. Ah, but one got away, right? Who's a fast reader? This is a long one. You're going to read from verse 7 to verse 21. Pay attention, I'm going to ask you a question. There we they told it to Jotham, he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted up his voice and cried, and said unto them, Hearken unto me, you men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. The tree went forth on a time to anoint the king over them, and they said unto the olive tree, Reign thou over us. But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fainness wherewith by me they honor God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? And the tree said to the fig tree, Come thou and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit, 
and go to be promoted over the trees. Then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine which cheereth God, cheereth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees unto the bramble, Come thou and reign over us. And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth ye anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if ye have done truly and sincerely in that ye have made Abenwick king, and ye have dealt with Jerubbabel in his house, and have done unto him according to the deserving of his hands, my father fought for you and adventured his life far, and delivered you out of the hands of Midian. And ye are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons threescore and ten persons upon one stone, and have made Abimelech the son of the, his maidservant king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If ye have dealt truly and sincerely with Jerubbabel and his house this day, then rejoice ye in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out of Abimelech, and devour the men of Shechem, and the house of Milo, and let fire come out of the men of Shechem, and from the house of Milo, and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled, and went to Beer and dwelt there, and for fear of Abimelech. Okay. <laughs> Jotham is the next, the first story is about Abimelech. He's all bad. Jotham's the one that got away. He's the youngest one. And he said, I'm going to tell you a story about trees. First tree he mentions is what? Olive tree. Second tree he mentions is? Big tree. Third one? Grape vines. Grape vines. He says to the olive tree, the trees are talking. It's not the only time this happens in the Bible. It's two, three times where he tells a story where the trees talk to each other. Here he says, the olive tree, we want you to be king. He says, I'm busy making olive oil. I got something useful to do. I can't be your king. Says the fig tree. How about you? I gotta make figs. That's what the sweet things were in those days. So I'm gonna make figs. I haven't got time to be your king. Uh, how about the grapevine? You wanna be our king? He says, Oh, oh I gotta make wine. And that helps everybody. So I'm making wine. And the fourth one is who? Ramble, which is a thistle. You know what a thistle is? How would you describe a thistle? You ever sit on one? No? <laughs> Never sat on a thistle, huh? Maybe you're not a woods person. Sure, I sat on thistles before. I would describe a thistle as annoying. It's a prickly little thing. If you pick it up, it prickles and sticks you. It's just annoying. All right, so you want a thistle to be the king. No, you think it's a thistle can't be a king. It's a little weed. As a matter of fact, it's a miserable, nasty weed. Thistle said, let me be the king. Who's he talking about? Talk about Bimelech. He says he's like a little nasty thistle. 
wants to be king. And what does the thistle say? Fire is going to come out of me and consume the cedars of Lebanon. Alright, so if you take a thistle, dry it out, set it on fire, you think you can burn down a cedar of Lebanon. Cedar of Lebanon is about 250 feet tall, probably this big around. You think that little pricker can burn down that tree? Ah, he's all talk, no action. Burn his whole little self out and it wouldn't even make a scar on that big old tree. But he's talking big, hey, watch me, I'll burn the thing up. He says, uh, Jotham says, you picked a thistle to be your king. This is a mouth of nothing. He's no good. If he says he's got power and he can handle it, he's got nothing. He's nothing but a thistle. So here's what's going to happen. You got Abimelech who was from Shechem, right? His mother was from Shechem. And he said, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a fire, all right. Abimelech's going to set fire to Shechem, and Shechem's going to set fire to Abimelech. And they're both going to be destroyed. You picked it. It's what you wanted. And this is the consequences of your bad choice is that these two factions, or they're, they're united together now, they're going to separate and destroy each other. It's like having a thistle for your king. That's a pretty good thing to say. Then he disappeared and we never heard of him again. Verse 22. Who wants to read a, another section? Start at 22 and let's go to 45. This is a long one. Go. When Abimelech had reigned three years over Israel, then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. And the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the cruelty done to the threescore and ten sons of Jeroboam might come, and their blood be laid upon Abimelech their brother, which slew them, and upon the men of Shechem, which aided him in the killing of his brethren. And the men of Shechem sent liars and wait for them in the top of the mountains, and they robbed all that came along the way by them, and it was told Abimelech. And Gael, the son of Ebed, came with his brethren, and went over to Shechem, and the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. And they went out into the fields, and gathered their vineyards, and trode the grapes, and made merry, and went into the house of their god, and did eat and drink, and cursed Abimelech. And Gael, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Is not he the son of Jerubbabel, and Zebel his officer? Serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for why should we serve him? And would, God, and would to God this people were under my hand, then would I remove Abimelech. And he said to Abimelech, Increase thine army, and come out. And when Zebel, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed, his anger was kindled. And he sent messengers unto Abimelech privily, saying, Behold, Gael, the son of Ebed, and his brethren, be come down to Shechem. And behold, they fortify the city against thee. Now therefore, up by night, down the people that is with thee, and lie and wait in the field. And it shall be that in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, thou shalt rise early and set upon the city. And behold, when he and the people that is with him come out against thee, then mayest thou do to them as thou shalt find occasion. And Abimelech rose up, and all the people that were with him, by night, and they laid wait against Shechem in four companies. And Gael, the son of Ebed, went out, and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. 
And Abimelech rose up, and the people that were with him were lying in wait. And when Gael saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, there come people down from the top of the mountain. And Zebul said unto him, Thou seest the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. And Gael spoke again and said, See, there come people down by the middle of the land in another company, come along by the plain of Mianianim. Then said Zebul unto him, Where is now thy mouth wherewith thou saidst, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Is not this the people that thou despise? Go out, I pray, and I'll fight with them. And Gael went out before the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him. And many were overthrown, overthrown and wounded, even unto the entering of the gate. And Abimelech dwelt at Aramah, and Zebul thrust out Gael and his brethren, that they should not dwell in Shechem. And it came to pass on the morrow that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. And he took the people and divided them into three companies, and lay wait in the field, and looked. And behold, the people were come forth out of the city, and rose up against them and smote them. And Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward, and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. And the two other companies ran upon all the people that were in the fields, and slew them. And Abimelech fought against the city all that day. And he took the city, and slew the people that was therein, and beat down the city, and so did the salt. Okay. <laughs> How's it going there, Abimelech? So we meet a new guy. His name is Gael. And what does he say? Who is Abimelech? That Abimelech you've got, he's a sissy. We're gonna be take me, put me in charge. He sounds just like who? Sounds like Abimelech. He's just another thistle. That's all he is. Alright, he says, Abimelech's nothing, you people of Shechem. You chose him, and he's been king for three years. Time for a change. I'm going to be the king now, so make me king. Well, Abimelech has a friend in the city. He sends a message out. He says, hey, this guy's pulling a fast one on you. So bring your men down, and we'll, you can attack. Be prepared. So he looks out in the morning, and what does old Gale say? Well, it looks like people coming down on her. And his Abimelech buddies, yeah, it's just a shadow. Yeah, it's not real people. Look, it's just a shadow in the mountain. <laughs> nice guys, huh? Of course, there are real people coming down. And so the people of Shechem, Abimelech fights against them, and Abimelech gets rid of Gael. Alright, so he's out of the picture. And he decides, you guys pull a fast one on me, so I'm going to go and destroy you people. And so he goes and he says he salted the city. What does he mean by that, you think? Yeah, he dumped salt on the ground, dumped it probably in the wells, dumped salt all over the place. And so if you want to live in Shechem, you can't grow any food. So that's kind of the end of Shechem. What are we going to do now? Right, he salted the ground. So this other thistle, Gale, tried to pull a fast one on Abimelech, and he beat his own people. 
That was when he went in first and said, you're my friends, I, you and I are related. And now he smashed those people. So what do you think of Abimelech now? He killed his half-brothers, 69 of them, one escaped, and now he's killed the other side of his family, the people of Shechem. How's it going when you do things the way God said not to do it? Not going good at all, right? It's a mess. All right. No. <clears throat> Some people got away. Verse 46. Elise, start at 46. And when all the men of the tower and Shechem heard that, they entered into a hold of the house of the God bearers. And it was told that the that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. And Abimelech got him up to the mount of Zalman, he and all the people that were there with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut it down a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder and said unto the people that were with him, What ye have seen me do, make haste and do it as I have done. And all the people likewise cut down every man his bough and followed Abimelech and put them to hold and set the hold on fire upon, upon them. So that all the men of the Tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men. Okay, nice guy, right? So there's a tower outside of town, and it's a tower to Baal. But it's a tower. So there's a thousand people run from Shechem, go in this tower, and say, there, we fixed old old Abimelech uh, uh, can't get at us now. He cuts down a branch. Everybody get a branch. Here we go. And they run up and throw it all on the tower and light it on fire. And they kill a thousand people in the tower. So far, Jotham's said what? That the People of Shechem were going to get rid of Abimelech, and Abimelech was going to get rid of the people of Shechem. Who's ahead? Abimelech has got rid of all of them. He salted the city, first of all, and whoever escaped to the tower went and burned the tower down, and he's still king. So they were hiding in bales. Tower. Now, here we go. Uh, start at. Uh... Then went Abimelech to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city, and the and the fled all men and women and all they of the city and shut it to them and gate up the top of the tower. And Abimelech came unto the tower and fought against it, and went hard unto the door of the tower and burned it with fire. And certain women cast a piece of millstone upon Abimelech's head, and all break his skull. Then he called hastily unto the young man, armor bearer, and said unto him, Draw thy sword and slay me. That man say not of me. A woman slew his hand, and a young man thrust him through and he died. And when the man of Israel saw Abimelech was dead, they departed every man unto his place. Thus God was rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did unto his father in slaying his seventy brethren. 
And all the evil of the men of Shechem did God render upon their heads, and upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam. <laughs> so the final shot, he goes to the next town over, which is part of Shechem. They're, they're kind of under Shechem's wing. And they got another tower in there. And the people all get in the tower. So, okay, let's burn this one. Ready? Get the fire going. And he goes up to the door, because he's going to burn the door out. And there's one, this woman takes a big old rock and goes, whoosh, bang, right on the head. Now he's head's probably bleeding all over. And he says, hurry up and kill me so they can't say a woman killed me. And so his servants whoosh, shove him through with a sword and he dies and he's dead right there. What happened? The fire burned Shechem and Shechem burned Abimelech. Just like old Jotham said. He said, the thistle says he's going to burn everything up. Well, it's not. All right, that's not how it's going to be just the opposite. So we got some lessons. All right. What are the lessons? Woman drops a rock on his head. Stay away from the wall. Well, okay. But uh, what else? Here's a question. Was Abimelech powerful? Did you say he was powerful? Yes, the God was powerful. He was powerful. Look, he turned a city to join him. And then when they went against him, he grabbed an army and he went in and tore the city apart. He killed all his brothers, and you think, and my question would be, if somebody's going to come and kill your brother, what would you do if there's 69 of you? Let's have at it here. I'm not going to just stand here and let you do it. Let's have at it. All right, so he's a pretty powerful individual. Here's the question. Is it enough to be powerful? The answer is, what you just say? Yeah, and God, you got to do what God says. That's right. So it didn't save him, did it, being powerful? No. He got crushed by a stone. They smashed his head in. So <coughs> strength and cunning is no match for God. Being smart and being powerful and cunning it's no match for God. All right. It will not guarantee you a blessing. You say, well, I'm a powerful individual. And I've known lots of people who were powerful individuals. They can stand up. They can speak their mind. They can convince other people. They can get their way. They know how to do that. They're powerful people by nature. Is that enough? No, it's not. And sometimes powerful people, when they go to serve God, don't do well. Why? Why? What do you have to have to get God on your side? What? Okay. 
go back and think about Gideon. What did he do? He got God on his side by doing what he said. Doing what God said. What did God say? You mighty man. You're a mighty man. He said, what do you mean? I'm a coward. I'm up in the mountains hiding. Threshing my wheat so that they can't find me. He said, no, you're a mighty man. I want you to go fight. Get rid of it. So he went and he did what he was told. So what's the key in the whole thing? Being powerful individual? No. What is it? Listening to God. Do what you're told. And they call that obey. Obey. Do what you're told. Obey. God wants you to do it, then that's that's how you'll be successful. You won't be successful by being a powerful individual. As a matter of fact, it might even get in your way. How did Abimelech end up? With his head smashed. Woman dropped a rock on his head. It's a tough way to die. <laughs> he might have lived, but it probably broke his neck. So he would have lived long. Right. And God said, hey, you look at you, look how you started out. What? Lying? Right? And you killed and you murdered and you followed Baal. Started out very wrong. You got to be king. It's true for about three years. Till some quack came along, tried to knock you off your throne. So you went and wiped out the rest of your family. So now there's no the descendants of Gideon left except for Jotham. And we never see him again. Nobody ever knew what happened to him. So, too bad, huh? Gideon was a good guy. And they didn't follow in his footsteps. Okay, that's a bimelech.